When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good day. You know what time it is. Mad Dog Wednesday. Welcome, everybody, into First Take. Some of us are trying to stay hydrated. We'll get that out of the shop, make it look beautiful. Miracles. You two, time out. Time, Miracles time, never time, cease. Time out. Time out. First of all, hair looks fabulous. Got a haircut. Bring, Saturday, bring, 8 o'clock. Bringing out the light eyes. New tie. New tie. Looking, new tie. Got a nice little blue jacket. Looking, looking extra hand. And Stephen A. Smith. What's up? I like your suit. I love a good three-piece. This is classic. This is very nice. And I'm, I'm really proud of you today. Really proud of me. Welcome to the New York City really Studios. Really proud of me. Welcome to the New York okay. City Studios no, here I'll, at the Seaport. hold on to that. This program's called First Take, I and mean, it's, it's located be, in New you York. Be, you being proud of me is so touching. It means so much to me. I just don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Okay. Try not to shed a tear. Uh, we ready to talk a little I sure am. I can't believe we we'll have the that we have His Highness how, right in front of us. What a job. Head believe. of the table. The Godfather's in the building. Hey, talk, to, talk to the bosses. They had me out in L.A. doing NBA countdown. That's why I wasn't here, doggy. I told you I would be back. Did I not? You didn't do just countdown. You did every show in America the last couple of weeks. Oh, my God. How's your boy Howard? How's he doing? Howard Stern? Yeah, tell him I said what's up. That's my man. We, you know, it was cool. Bill Maher, you know, that was cool. You know, I mean, it was it was nice. I mean, those are my guys. Hannity. Hannity, too. Oh, you did Hannity, too? Yes, I did. All right, one last thing before Sam Tanucci kills me. Yes. And you you have a podcast, The Stephen A. Smith Show? Yes. Oh, by the way, I was on General Hospital. I was on General Hospital. Oh, cool. Monday and Tuesday of this past week on General Hospital, they summoned Brick the Port Charles. So I've been very, very busy. Yeah, listen. But I'll say, I didn't miss a day here. here. It's hard out here in these streets being a boss. All right. Uh, It's hard out here for Joel Embiid, and that's where I want to start. He's going to get an MRI on his left knee after exiting late in the Sixers' 119-107 loss to the Warriors. Embiid limped to the locker room, 404 left after Jonathan Kaminga fell on his left knee. Here's Nick Nurse with more on the MVP contender's injury. He uh, obviously got landed on, uh, so they're going to do an MRI tonight or tomorrow. Um, It's kind of unrelated to what's been bothering him, Um, so we just wait on that. Yeah, so you guys saw the play, he was laying there, he got landed, landed on, yep. Obviously, medical cleared him. Uh, Joel obviously is a big part of that. He said he was feeling good. uh, he, you know, he said he's more a little rusty, and, and he'd been, you know, he hadn't been on the court for, for five days, um, but he said he felt good. All right, here's the deal. So Joel Embiid has played the best basketball of his career this season, leading the league in scoring just over 35 points per game. However, Embiid can miss just five more games in order to remain eligible for any major individual awards, which includes, of course, the MVP. Stephen A., how concerned should Philly be about this? They should be very, very concerned uh, because, obviously, Joel Embiid, that's your shot at winning a championship. Your first championship since 1983. We get all of that, okay? And we have to understand that Joel Embiid, the reigning league MVP, is ahead of everyone right now in terms of p- capturing this season's MVP as well. 
I am very, very concerned, but I'm also highly sensitive when it comes to him because from an injury perspective, he legitimately is injured. This isn't a load management issue that we're talking about when it comes to Joel Embiid. This dude got drafted and played the first two years in the league because he was injured with his foot. His knees have been bothering him. His back has bothered him. He's had a plethora of injuries throughout the years, and it is absolutely positively legitimate because we've seen him walk into the postseason not near 100%. And, Doggy, just for you to, to know this, do you realize that when we're talking about Joel Embiid himself, he has never played more than 68 games in a season in his entire career, ever. So you missed the first two years, and every year you've played since, you've missed a minimum of 14 to 15 games minimum and so when you look at it from that perspective this is a guy whose injury history is well documented and there's nothing to be taken lightly or to or to you know just just throw shade on when it comes to him well listen uh wilt upstairs is saying my god really who played 82 games every single year Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm not giving him a pass on saturday against denver i'm not giving him a pass then play the game that I'm not giving him a pass for. He played two days later, and he played the day before, missed the Portland game, and that was a decision he made at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. He didn't make that, though. He's making $50 million a year, Steve. If he right. wants to play, he can play the game. Well, you can he say that. He calls the shots. He's a big star. If he wants to play the game, he can play the game. That's a, just, just in fairness to the players out there, they make the argument that they are held out by the teams. The teams make them sit down, and none of us ever talk about ownership saying, we've invested this money in you, we've got this medical staff, and you are going to do what we tell you to do when it comes to your availability because of the investment that we make. Michael Jordan played after he missed 60 games when he had the broken foot, and Reinsdorf didn't want him to come and play, and he played against the Celtics and scored 63 points. That's right. If you're a big enough star, you say, hey, I don't care what you say, I'm playing this game tonight. all there was to it. And he didn't do that. And that bothers me. Now, you want to give him a little pass there because he's always him. got an injury history? Him, yes. Uh, four years in a row, he hasn't played against Denver right. and Denver. Right. Be fair. Four years. This one's legit. Yeah. This one, you're right. He got hurt, limped off the court, and he's a great kid, and he's had yeah. a great year. Now, he's not as good as Jokic, but he's a great kid. He's had a great year, and he's, gonna, he's not as good. Don't, don't go there. Don't you dare. Jokic is the best player in the world. Don't you dare with that. That's not fair. Okay. Don't do that. Are we I'd doing rather, this now? Or go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no I'm just do, wondering. Are we? Are, I'd, I'd are rather we have a healthy it? Embiid, but go ahead. Go ahead. Are you kidding I'd me? I'd rather have a healthy No way. No, I'm Jokic if, with if, his all-around ability? If, You're if, crazy. If Embiid is healthy, no. I would oh. want Embiid I'll let you cook Jokic. if you want to do it. Well, go ahead. Otherwise, Jokic makes everybody better, Steve. And Embiid does not. Embiid doesn't make everyone better? If Embiid is healthy. I said, now, of course I'm going to go with Jokic because of Jokic's durability. But if a healthy Embiid versus a healthy Jokic, I'm taking Embiid. But go ahead. Well, let's just start with the scenario of where they are in their careers. Has Embiid ever played in a, in a conference final? No, he has not. Has Jokic won an NBA championship? Yes, he has. Okay, can Jokic dominate a game by scoring 10 points a game? Yes, he can. Rebound and passing. If Embiid doesn't score, can he dominate Embiid a game? Doesn't, Embiid, he cannot. Embiid doesn't have to consider I, I that because no one can stop him. You know what? So it's never a scoring a 10-point issue. It's not even an issue. It can't stop him at all. No one. You got a game. No one. You got a no series one. for your life. 
life and you're going to take I a beat said, over your kids? I said to you. You must be. Well, I said to you, a healthy. No, of course I'm not. Of gonna, course he's healthy. Of course we're in position. I'm not trying to. Well, again, Embiid is never healthy, so it's a moot point. But I'm talking about in terms of his skill set and his game and what he brings to the table. No way. Healthy Embiid, I'm taking no way. Jokic or any big man in basketball right now. Oh, you're crazy. Jokic is unbelievable. Jokic is one of the – I got – So is Embiid. People think that Jokic might be the greatest center of all time. Excuse me, and there are people who believe that from a talent perspective it might be Embiid. You got to win a couple championships before you get that level, get that label. I totally agree, but I can make the argument that Embiid's health has impeded him from doing No, you can't. Oh, yes, I can. Was he healthy last year in Game 7 in Boston? Excuse me. He was on the court, so I'm not going to sit up there and completely disagree with you, but he wasn't 100%. He's never 100%. That's the problem. Was he? How about the How about the Toronto series against Kawhi Leonard when they lost in six excuse games? Me, excuse me. He was unhealthy during that time too. Uh, how about Miami two years ago when they lost in six? Oh, was he healthy I, in that I series? I am openly conceding that Embiid has not been to a conference finals, never alone a championship, and I get it. So what but are you, you going based on talent? Look at this brother's skill set and when he brings to the table, when he is on the court, healthy. That's all I'm saying. I, mean, I would take Jokic because of Jokic's durability and reliability. But from a skill perspective, disagree. Or from no, a skill perspective, disagree. Embiid all day. Jokic can all handle day. the ball. He's a much better passer. Okay. You must what, be. What, what Are we going to start today with this with this asinine remark out of you? What happens to Jokic when he goes straight up against him? Well, Embiid never plays him in Denver, yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't he doesn't walk. go he to Denver. Right he passes. The game's in Denver. He sits out. You literally just teed yourself up with that. That's right. Did you just say when they go head-to-head? Because they don't go head-to-head. He has averaging 27 a game against you. yourself up. He doesn't you know what? Denver, 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 All of that stuff happens. I, I get it. I, I would say, I would say, Mad Dog, that you handed him an L, but you're the same guy that already crowned Patrick Mahomes the GOAT over Tom Brady, so your opinion is that look, suspect. That looked pretty good on Sunday uh, afternoon. Thank that. you very much. Tommy might be watching. And he uh, uh, he might be. Uh, he, he, of course, is tight with Mr. Brady. I'm sure he is watching. Yeah. You, you're going to start. You're finally in I'm studio after sure. six months, time on, time on. and now you're going to start the show with that. Months. I voted for Jokic as an MVP when he won the MVP. <sighs> I believe in the brother. Yeah, but the Talking about even in the midst of last year, I was saying to y'all, I would take Embiid as a talent if he were healthy. The only reason I would not take Joel Embiid because his health. is okay. because okay. of his health. It's the only reason. The best ability is the what? only reason. It's availability. Well, you could Can say we that. Stay in the East? But as somebody that was a with abilities and availability, that wasn't something I mean, to challenge. That was okay. a smooth transition you know, to another injured smooth? star that Did you came say back. Smooth? Did you say smooth? <laughs> yes, okay. smooth. There we go. Oh, my goodness, Stephen A. Well, I've listened to your Stop music in the morning. Stop talking, please. Well, go ahead. <sighs> Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. 
Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems, with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Pacers star point guard Tyrese Halliburton returned from injury after missing 10 of his 11 last games. He had this to say to The Athletic on the NBA 65-game policy. Quote, I think it's a stupid rule, like plenty of the guys in the league, but this is what the owners want. So as players, we got to do our job playing 65 games if we're able to. So that's what i got to do. Take care of my body to be able to play in those games, and I think you're seeing other players in the league kind of face the same thing as long as the owners are happy. Hmm? Hmm. You want to you start here? You start. You've been feisty on it. Go ahead. Tyrese Halliburton is somebody that I voted as an all-star uh, this year, uh, starter in the all-star game. I think he's been sensational, uh, you know, in terms of the points per game, leading the league in assists, patrolling the number one offense. We get all of that. Uh, but respectfully, he's wrong. And I want to make sure that I say this to America out here. You want to look at the NBA and these rules that inhibits or derails somebody from capturing some of these league, leads, league awards, MVP and all of this other stuff, and how it's going to cost you money? Because if Tyrese Halliburton misses a few more games, he's not eligible to make a first-team All-NBA or anything like that. It could ultimately end up costing him about $40 million because his new max deal kicks in next season. Okay, well, blame some of your contemporaries. Because it's their fault. It's not the league's fault. What are you supposed to do? You're the National Basketball Association, and you have watched, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to call out, I'm not calling out every NBA player. I'm not talking about anybody who's had legitimate injuries. I'm talking about the fact that we're living in a day and age where you see people sitting out games to prevent injuries. They're not injured. They're preventing themselves from getting injured by sitting out games. They're perfectly fine to go to an arena and play. They show up to the arena. They're dressed. 18,000, 19,000 people are in the arena, and you elect. I'm not talking about when the team forces you to. I'm not talking about because those scenarios happen. But you elect to sit out. Oh, you're not feeling 100%. You're not necessarily ready to go, et cetera, et cetera. Let me throw this by you, doggy, because I have my researcher do some history here. Michael Jordan, 
played in at least 78 games a season in 12 of his 15 seasons. Nine times he played all 82 games. John Stockton, 16 times all 82 games. Carl Malone, 10 times all 82 games. Michael Jordan, Gary Payton, nine times all 82 games. Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, five times. Kobe Bryant, four times. Now let's go to load management in this load management era, and I understand that Kawhi Leonard has had some injuries. Kawhi Leonard has only played in at least 65 games in three of his 12 seasons. In three of his 12 seasons. Oh, by the way, doggy, through this season, he will have earned $276.5 million. I'm diamond folks out right now. We got Paul George. We know those are legitimate injuries with him because we've seen those injuries take place. It wasn't like Kawhi Leonard dropping 38 one game against Phoenix and then the next day he ain't ready to go for some inexplicable reason when he walked off the court looking perfectly fine. Kevin Durant. We know Kevin Durant loves the game of basketball. Not throwing any shade at him, but just throwing out these numbers here. Played in at least 65 games in 10 of his first 12 seasons through the 2018-2019 season. Hasn't played in more than 55 games in a season since 2019. He will have earned $396.7 million through this season, okay? I got Kyrie Irving. Can't forget him, okay? Has only played in at least 65 games in four of his 12 seasons in the National Basketball Association. We're bragging about Anthony Davis. They're 0-3 with Anthony Davis this year out of the lineup. He's only missed three games. Congratulations. Here's the problem. You were averaging 28 missed games over the last four years, okay? And Anthony Davis, he's only topped 60 games in a season once in the last five years. He will have earned $266.6 million through this season, okay? Bradley Bill, another brother I love. Happy he's in Phoenix with a contender. The brother can ball. We want to see his spectacular talent. He's played in at least 65 games in four of his first seven seasons through 2018-2019, including a pair of 82 games game seasons, but hasn't played in more than 60 games in a season since 2019, okay? And this number's at $267.9 million. We hear people like Draymond Green and others talking about new media, new media, new media. Well, guess what? You got to steal remnants from old media in terms of telling the facts. And when it comes to talking about the facts, you have an abundance of players, not most, not all, but too many players who are marquee, who are the billboards, who are the star attractions that live literally choose at their discretion to sit out games. We saw the other day, last year, remember I went ballistic, because Steve Kerr, the coach of the Golden State Warriors, decides to sit out four to five starters, including the Splash Brothers. How do you do that to an audience? You couldn't, you couldn't sparse it out? You couldn't, you couldn't take, give two guys a game off here, two guys a game off there? No regard for the audience whatsoever. We got nationally televised games popping up, and guys are choosing at their own volition. I'm not playing this game. I'm not going to sit out this game. So you know what? They came up with a strategy that's going to compel you to play in those games to ensure that you earn your damn money because the people who built this league for you, that's what they did. Michael Jordan couldn't have set out games. Michael Jordan couldn't have set out Patrick Ewan couldn't have set out games. All of these people that's played in the NBA, the Kareems, the Wilts, everybody that helped build this game, they couldn't have set out these games, but they did. You know, they didn't do it. Why didn't they do it? Because it wasn't just about them. It was about the league and really propping up the league and making sure you live up to a standard that was set before you. They did it 
for the future generation of players. And, of, and, and some of these players, not most, not all, but some of them have basically gave the proverbial finger to the league, right. to the media, to the public. And the NBA said, damn that. You getting paid this money. Generational money. Generational money. Michael Jordan averaged $4 million in salary a year. He made his big time money from Nike. He averaged $4 million. So when you look at guys, you signing for 200, 250. Jalen Brown just signed for 305 million. You know that means Tatum's gonna get 350 million, okay? Lord knows what Giannis is going to get or anybody else. You're talking about generational money, future generations for crying out loud. And all they're asking in return is that you show up to work. You show up to work. Show up to work more at least 65 games that they give you a 17-game window where you can miss. I feel sorry for Halliburton because that's legitimately injured. I really, really do. I understand that. And Anthony Davis, major props to him. But you know what they're saying about Anthony Davis, right? They're saying, wow, he really worked hard in the offseason, y'all. He took care of his body. He's really looking good. And that's why his durability is up this year. So does that mean that's what you were not doing all of these years leading into this season? What the hell have you been doing when you've been collecting this money? I'm not, I don't know the answer to that question. I'm just going by the narrative that has been created. Somebody got to say it. The fact is, you've got folks talking about new media. They got their podcast. They've got, they got their game. They've got their businesses on the side and stuff like that. I'm not talking about somebody like Russell Westbrook because that brother want to play all day every day. I know Kevin Durant is injured because when Kevin Durant ain't, that brother want to play all the time, every time. But I'm just saying you have too many people that set the standard and they've sullied the product. So much so that the NBA said enough of this. Plus, you got a new contract coming up down the, coming down the pike with these networks. You got to put something in place that ensures these players are going to play. And you know the last point that I want to make that proves my point even more? We saw how people were playing during the in-season tournament when it was a mere $500,000 per play on the table. Okay? How they look since. How the Lakers look? And they've been terrible. In the NCAA tournament. How they look since then? You know the Lakers are 10 games under 500 on the road? That's 10 games under 500 on the road. I mean, really? How, how did LeBron be 10 under 500 on the road? 10 games under 500 on the road. I'm looking at all of this, and it is clear. Certain games are prioritized. Certain games are not. It is a disservice and a betrayal to the individuals, the pioneers who set the stage for them. And it ain't just the players. It's the media. Brian Burwell, the late, great Brian Burwell, God rest his soul, Ralph Wiley, Michael Wilbon is still alive today. Ask him. Ask the historians, the late, great Sam Lacey and others, people who have chronicled the world of sports, who have chronicled these issues, people like me who were sitting up there fighting for players to get their money. And too many of them have gotten it and said, Kick rocks. We getting paid. We going to do what we want to do. We running the show. The NBA had to do something. And Halliburton, unfortunately, is a victim of circumstance. But it is circumstances created by the modern day players, not the players from the past, not the media and not the league. Let me ask you this. Do you think the NBA should consider lessening the amount of games? In terms so that of that ups the intensity? No. 
because they want their money. So if you lessen the games, you lessen the revenue coming in, which means you would have to lessen the pot for the players, which they'll never sign off on. So if you want your money, this is what comes with it. How is it somebody one day is going to have to explain to me how can you play in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s? Technology wasn't what it is today. The money that they're making today far exceeds the money that they once made. But notice how dudes played, not just to uplift the sport, but to take care of themselves because the little bit of pot that was available to them, they knew that they had to go to work. It's amazing what you do when there's a level of urgency attached to it. When, when oh, you got to do this in order to get paid. Suddenly you see cats out there. But when you I know don't think the they money- were doing it for the 500000 I think it's more the bragging rights, the pride of winning the in-season well, tournament. All I could yeah, say I to you, you respect. Respectfully, Molly, all I can say to you is this. Watch the in-season tournament games compared to some of these other games. You see the difference. Everybody sees it. Yeah, but Everybody you think those it. Lakers players are worried about 500000 uh, For the uh, bench guys, they are. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for fair. Some of the, I'm not talking about the marquee guys. LeBron well, that's what I thought you were saying. Reason. I'm like, why no, are not they him, not worried about that? But I'm that? just talking about the lower guys. But I'm just saying, in the end, again, it's not all, it's not most, but far too many have been too outspoken about how this is a new day, this is a new era, whatever. This is why you have Hall of Fame players in the ears of people like me and others screaming in my face to hold folks accountable because if it were us, you would have held us accountable. Why are you letting them off the hook? They are. It is absolutely the truth without question, and anybody, anybody, that wants to debate me on that. I'm talking about one of these players. Name the time and place and I'll show up. 100% right. I can't. I don't know what else to say. I'll say four quickies. What about protecting their bodies? Ah, oh, stop protecting what their bodies. Just... How many times did Stevie and I be in a New York Nick locker room in, this, in the 90s and I got Ewing, who's got two I... bad knees with his feet in the ice buckets, Basically can't walk, and he's out there any two games a year. But maybe they don't want to do that to their Well, I mean, why not? Beat them that, that, that's up. for being a professional but athlete. You're not 100% body. every day. You show up and work, don't you? He's not 100% every day. He's bouncing around America. He shows up and work. I got to work. I mean, gee whiz. And I blame Popovich. Popovich had a lot he's to do with this nonsense. Culprit. He's the ultimate. And that is, why, that is why Stern never gave him the uh, job as the head coach of the Olympics, because he was annoyed at Popovich for making sure the Duncans and the Parkers and the Ginobili's didn't and play games on the road, and that's why Pop didn't get that job as the coach of the Olympics until after Stern passed away, and they gave him the job. Larry Brown told me that story, and that's Larry Brown and Pop, and he's 100% right. And the other thing, how about the old days with Jerry West? I'm just bringing him up. I'm not using him as an example. Right. Travel. You know what they did? You're talking about four games in four nights in four different cities, and they're flying coach. West is in the back of the plane. He's not in a charter with getting seasoned in the back of a plane and first thing in the morning to get to the next city. That's Jerry West and Halberton. Here's what I got a problem with him. Don't say the owners. Well, the owners want the fans want you to do this. Right. It's not the owners. Right. It's the fans. They want to go to a ball game knowing that you are going to play in it because you're one of the fun guys in the league to watch. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you right now, and this is on Silva. 65 games is soft. 65 games to him was incredibly soft. That should have been minimum, minimum 
70 I'm games. I'm with the 65. Oh, it's so I still don't understand what we're attributing this to. I still don't understand. So you're just saying the, I know you know, we have to The go. regular that. season to these players doesn't mean anything. Doesn't it's postseason that they care about. It doesn't mean it's as much It's not the show. regular season. They you need regular team. season to get to the yeah, postseason. Yeah, but they've used the excuse on many occasions. We're not going because it's important. Listen, they've used every excuse under the sun to point to the fact that the regular season shouldn't matter as much. Oh, we're going to get judged by the postseason anyway. Oh, even with the All-Star weekend, the lack of participation by some of those guys, whether it's the slam dunk contest or various other things. Oh, we're not getting paid any extra for that. That's them. We don't have to do this. This is what you hear. And so the point that I'm trying to make is, you know, Drogi brought this up about Greg Popovich. Molly, do you know the story of when the – San Antonio Spurs had a game in Orlando. The next night, they had a nationally televised game. This is when Commissioner Stern was still in alive. Miami. He was the commissioner in Miami. It was a nationally televised game. There was no Duncan. There was no Manu Ginobili. There was no yeah. Tony Parker. How did we find out? Molly, people were tweeting that they were at the Chick-fil-A in the airport at Orlando. In Orlando, getting ready to fly home on Southwest. I mean, it was just a snub in the face of the league office. It was a snub in the face of fans and stuff like that. Now, that's not the players' fault per se. We know that. And this is not all about the players. But when you got a guy like Halliburton who's young and very, very good and very talented and what have you, he needs to know. You got certain players with pride. We've seen Kobe leave with separated shoulders, messed up fingers, come back in the game. We see Michael Jordan crawl himself out there. We see Ewing. He just brought up. You see guys today, and they will literally come at us. This is, and this is where I take offense. This is what point I want to bring up. The, the media, you're talking about a vast majority of black players. Obviously, there's black folks in the media, myself included, Again, the Ralph Wileys, the David Aldridge, the Michael Wilbons, the J.A. Adondes, you know, the LaShawn, I mean, everything. Rob Parkers, Chris, everything. You had all of these folks fighting, fighting, fighting for these players to get paid. But guess what? White media was doing it too. Players deserve to get paid. You're making all this money. Players deserve to get paid. They got paid. And then you do see a level of nonchalant at times, not by most, not by all, but by some. And it's very flagrant. It's very disrespectful. The NBA had to do something. The NBA is right on this. Let me ask you this before we roll. I'm curious. Do you feel this way just about the American players or you also feel this way about the players from overseas? If we're talking about edge, grit, chip on your shoulders, want... I haven't thought about it from that perspective because I'm thinking about NBA players per se, and I'm not separating it because, but if like you we were, said, like, like, think about I that. will tell you this though. Let me say this to yeah. you this way: They wouldn't pull that over in their country. That's why I don't think about the European players because I know they wouldn't do that. Well, what when about Embiid? Uh, here and let me tell you something right now. Embiid, you can, talk, you can uh, say Jokic. What about what about how the referee? Everybody was up in arms because I don't know if it was. Slovenian or whomever, who was Serbian, Jokic was in a city. I think it was Chicago this year. Yeah, they and he had, and, and, and oh, had, and it was the and the, the referee ejected him. And the yes, referee ejected the, him. Yeah. Right? It was Serbian okay. heritage night, and they there we had the go. largest there you Serbian go. population. That's right, right. Yes, Jokic was there and ready. Oh, let let tell Giannis the the Greek showed up at a particular arena. Oh, 
Cole, priority number one. Okay, but here. Giannis is another example. Do you feel like Giannis and Bede, Jokic, those kind of guys that are from overseas mm-hmm. and appreciating it, especially where they came from? Not saying that American players don't, but it's a, maybe a different mentality. It could be. It could be a slightly different mentality, but I think it's because of the money and the security the money breeds, and it gives them an opportunity to tell the system to kiss off. And I understand that urge. All of us do to some degree because the urge really, you know, the the system can get to us sometimes. But in the end, it has become so flagrant. Why do you think you have people, and I don't agree with this, but you have people trying to eradicate their guaranteed contracts? I've never been, I've never signed off on that. I would never want that for the players. I want the players to get paid. I just want them to show up to work once they do and have some kind of pride about it. Showing up to work every day. 19,000 people show up. You remember how Steph Curry sat up there and then realized, and this, and, this, and this little girl was crying her heart out because she came to see Steph Curry and he couldn't make it. So the next time he came there, he made sure that she was there and she spent the day with him or whatever because he had no idea. He didn't want to affect the kid like that. But the point is, is that she came there. She was an example of a lot of fans out there who come to the games and are looking to see their play. And unlike the NFL, they market individual players. They Not market the, teams. the NBA. Not the yeah. NBA markets right. individual players. The NFL markets teams. Stars. The NBA markets individual players. These people walk through the turnstiles to see those people play. And they don't play. Half the time. And when they, and when they don't play, that's a bad thing. I do wish. It's a bad thing. Listen, obviously we let this roll because it's a passionate conversation, but I wish we had some former players on right now also to get their perspective. How'd Jordan text you? You were your buddy. You had the freaking cocktails with him at the championship I game. Can't, I, can't re- I can't repeat what Jordan says. All right. Without Pick up the phone his, and get him on. All right, we got Mike, Kai, Chris Russo, how are you today? Hey, come on. Hey, on a brighter note, yeah. how about your Knicks? Yes. Eight straight wins. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift 
just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Everybody's in the house, but we're going to Stephen A's favorite city right now. So once again, the Dallas Cowboys unfortunately proved my insufferable partner in crime right. Mediocre team in Big D. Uh, But Jerry isn't feeling sorry for himself. He's more fired up than ever. I would anticipate with looking ahead at our key contracts that we'd like to address, we'll be all in. I would anticipate we'll be all in at the end of this year. So when you say, is there any thought, uh, I think we'll strain her, uh, we'll, we'll push the hell out of it. But we'll be going all in on different people than you've done in the past. We'll be going all in. We've seen some things uh, uh, out of some of the players that we want to be all in on. And uh, yes, I would say that you will see us uh, 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 this coming year not building for the future is the best way I don't say it. I mean, that ought to answer a lot of questions. Mm, All business. Looks like someone's ready to make money moves. Stephen A., you want to start us off here? Sure. Do you think Cowboys fans should be optimistic about the 2024 season with how bullish Jerry was right there? No. Not even a little bit. You didn't get rid of the coach. You didn't get rid of the quarterback. It's the same situation. Now, as I said to Jeff Saturday weeks ago, Doggy, when the Cowboys wet the bed yet again, (laughs) making me a prophet um, as usual, and I've said this, I am not advocating, nor was I ever advocating for the firing of Mike McCarthy. I was simply saying there's a difference between firing somebody because they lost a playoff game and getting rid of somebody because I got a six-time champion that's on the open market that I know knows what it takes to win championships. There's a difference. And if Bill Belichick was not available, I wouldn't have said that about Mike McCarthy. But because Bill Belichick was available, because you can look at time management, you can look at penalties, you can look at a lack of discipline. These are the kind of things that have plagued the Dallas Cowboys throughout the years. Well, who's a person that can resolve those issues? Who's a person that's accustomed to being a leader and overseer to some degree when it comes to stuff like that on the football sidelines? There's none better than Bill Belichick, and he was available. That's all I'm saying. Dak Prescott, we all know he looked shook. He looked nervous. He looked panicked. Go back and look at the film. It's right there for everybody to see. He clearly, clearly felt the pressure. And the immense moment that it that 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 it contained. We all know this. And so when I look at it from that perspective, for you to come out to the Dallas Cowboy fans everywhere, and you talk about, you know, you're bullish on this team and all. Once again, you got bounced out of the postseason. Once again, you didn't win a playoff game. 
Okay? This is about the sixth time this has happened since they last won a Super Bowl, and they've only got four playoff victories in 29 years. Mm. Okay? Enough's enough. What do you mean bullish? What is there to be bullish about with the Cowboys? Bullish about the headlines. Bullish about their uniforms. Bullish about the billion-dollar playpen they play in every week. Bullish about those. Certainly bullish about the cheerleaders. Let's not forget them. Bullish about all those things. Just don't be bullish about them on the football field when it counts. Because when it counts, they will not let me down. Just be patient and just wait. It's coming. I've said it. I keep saying it. I keep being right. And I'm going to be right again next year. You just wait and see. Yeah, well, first off, the idea that Jerry Jones is at the Senior Bowl is a joke in itself. <laughs> Thank you. Is Bob Kraft at the Senior Bowl? He's got 9,000 championships. Right. Did, uh, is the Lions owner at the Senior Bowl? Right. I mean, that is ridiculous that he is at the Senior Bowl. He loves football. He oh, wants nonsense. To he wants to be a coach. You know, hang out in Dallas. Stay. He wants to play when he wants. He knows the media is there. Yep. And he knows he's going to get some publicity. His team has been out for two weeks. So let me go to Dallas and I'll give you a big press conference. Absolutely. And we can play the cuts back on first day. Yes. So we play right into his hands. <laughs> but, and not just Belichick. How about Vrabel? He's a better coach than McCarthy. So this is where you – here's the problem with Jerry Jones. He will never give up the idea that he's the face of the franchise. And if you bring Belichick in, who's the face of the franchise? Belichick, not Jerry. And his stomach... No, I don't totally agree Oh, no, 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 no. Belichick would be the face of the Belichick franchise. Belichick hates interviews. So he's not going to want any but when, of that limelighter attention. He's but when you were thinking of Dallas attention. Cowboys, if Belichick was there, you'd be thinking of Belichick. Now you think of Jerry Jones. That's fair. Yeah. If Belichick was coaching the Cowboys, it's Belichick's quote-unquote sure. team. Yeah. And so Jerry can talk about winning all he wants. Here's what Jerry Moore cares about. Yeah, I want to win, which something as Steve alluded to he hasn't done a lot of. Here's what Jerry should say. No, I want to be the, 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 the poster boy of the franchise, and then I'll worry about winning after. Yeah. Because if he really wanted to win, he'd get himself the better coach. And I don't care if, you, if McCarthy's your brother. Belichick's a better coach than McCarthy. No question. Yeah. You know what's interesting for me is, I, I, you know, from a, from a Cowboy fan perspective, this, what Jerry did yesterday was probably the most disappointing thing I've seen from Jerry in a long time because he had two opportunities. Because to your point, he had an opportunity to make moves, whether it be McCarthy and make that move and Dak, right? And he's had opportunities to come to – the protection of Dak, long when fam- or, or, you know, family members are coming out and saying things or whatever, you know, he, he had a chance to squash that. And even yesterday, and, he, and his comments about Dak Prescott were, we went as far as Dak took us. And my problem with that is, are we not accounting that Green Bay averaged six yards a carry, literally walked up and down the field on you, and you had no way to stop Anything. Did we realize Made Aaron that Tony Jones Pollard, look like Barry Sanders? That's I mean, a good point. Did we look at Tony Pollard's run game from the, 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 the second half of the season and go, they need something, whether it be Barkley, uh, you know, wh- whether they're going to Tennessee, whoever. Go, go find a back that you know can go help this franchise be a better franchise. So when Jerry likes to say, hey, we've drafted well, we've, we've, we've paid guys when we need to, when it matters, and all you got to do is look to the same division and Howie Roseman, I know some people love Howie. I know people hate Howie, whatever it is. 
But what he did do is the year they went to the Super Bowl, he signed Linville Joseph and he signed Indominus Sue to help interior part of the line. He also went and got A.J. Brown, right? He does things during the season that will help ad- advance his team. Jerry just thinks that you make these moves because the problem is Jerry is the owner and the GM. The owner's job is to galvanize the team. The GM's is to fix the salary cap and negotiate contracts. So now, instead of backing the quarterback that you have, and there's not going to be a better one you're going to go find, right? Where, whatever you think, whatever all the Cowboy fans think that, oh, Dak ain't doing Dak has been one of the top ten quarterbacks, probably top five, the last three years. Whatever you think about his playoff, you know, failures, whatever that is, you look at how this dude plays week in and week out, you ain't improving. So, Cowboys fan, you want to wish for something, good luck for y'all, right? Go, go do this. But Jerry knows that. And now he's going to have a $60 million cap number that if I'm Dak Prescott, bro, I'm putting a number on a piece of paper and I'm handing it to Jerry. That's what I'm going to play for. I ain't playing for anything less because you can't trade me, you can't franchise me, you can't do anything. And there's nobody but that you can get that's better than That's you. right. And no one – and you ain't, come to, you ain't come to protect me. So, the problem that I'm so frustrated with Jerry is – he could have backed McCarthy yesterday, and he didn't. He starts talking about his relationship with Bill Belichick, and could they work together? Yeah, I wouldn't see any problem. None, none is exactly what he said about working with Bill Belichick. Why is that even in the conversation? If you're Jerry Jones and somebody asks you, you go, uh, Bill Belichick's not, in the, not, not on our radar because Mike McCarthy is our head coach. It, no, no other quarterback is on our radar because Dak Prescott is our is our, point. our quarterback. Okay. Yeah, like, what was stand that? Stand up, bro. Like, what you, was that? Time out, time out, time yeah. out, time out, time out, time out. I can't let Jeff Saturday get away with that. Oh, I, come on now. Bring this. Certain people are difficult to stand up for. Oh, no. You can't. You but Stephen can't. A don't keep him then. Yeah. Let me, let, me, let me finish. Dak Prescott is a hell of a quarterback during the regular season. He's an incredible human being, always. In the end, we have to be real and honest about the fact that one of the reasons, if, 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 if I came to Jeff Saturday right yeah. now, and Jeff Saturday thought that Dak Prescott was an asshole, yeah. you would not say this. You know why? Even with his stuff during the regular season, because he's an a-hole and he doesn't produce in the postseason, you'd be like, man, let's go in a different direction. But Dak is loved, and that's what we're not touching about enough. Dak is loved. He's an incredible role model, class personified, always says the right things. You're big on this. Doesn't cause any drama. Okay? He's big on that. You know what I'm big on? Do you show up when it counts? When it's time, are you that dude? He's not yet. That's not to say he can't be. It's not to say it won't happen one day. But, damn, it's it's, it's nine years now. He's not. Okay, now in the last nine years, as great as Dak Prescott can be in moments, we've seen one quarterback after another, after another, show up in a postseason, and we said to ourselves, that ain't Dak. Brock Purdy is in his second year in the league and already has more play. He's doubled the amount of playoff victories as Dak Prescott. We have seen the talent on the Dallas Cowboys. We understand you may not win a Super Bowl, but there is no excuse for Dak Prescott to have two playoff victories in nine years. Okay. None. All right. One, None. one thing. Perfect. We have to go in a minute. But, Jeff, okay. you have to get back to your point because, Stephen A., you, you didn't even regard what no, he said. No, no. 
Go. I, I like what you're saying, but but here's the issue. If you're Dak Prescott and all you've dealt with for nine years is your owner slash GM undercutting you, where other players by, by by saying you're we're going as far as Dak takes us. Right. Okay. But that's not that's not how playoff football works. Okay. It requires the entire team to play well. Like we assign wins and losses to what this quarterback can do. He couldn't stop when Aaron Rodgers threw a freaking dime on the sideline and the Cowboys couldn't get off the field on the defense he goes so that's a win right like he can't so the clock management all those issues that are coming about you can't assign to one player my issue with that is if you don't like Dak and you don't think he's good enough then move on so just tell him hey Dak you know what but I'm gonna move on from you but the unfairness of your of your assertion there Jeff Saturday is that when you go to the negotiating table you don't go to negotiation when you go to a negotiating table you don't go there on behalf of the team you go there on behalf of yourself when I'm paying you 95 million over a two-year span. You're telling me that you're that dude. You're taking into consideration there's 52 other men on the roster. You're taking into consideration that you don't play defense or special teams. You're taking into consideration that they may mess up. But I can overcome it. So my point to you is this. Of course you can't do it by yourself, and I get that in a literal sense. But what I'm saying is it is not beyond the pale for Jerry Jones to expect Dak Prescott to step up, and you know you ain't throwing pick sixes. You're not wetting the bed to minute San Francisco or, or, or the Los Angeles Rams a couple of years ago, or in this case the Green Bay Packers get off to a hot start. You can't stop the bleeding. You can't move the ball down the field. You right. got to answer a touchdown after a touchdown with three and out. Right. or an interception, or a pick six after that? I, listen, Come on now. Okay, I'm, I mean, I'm this you. is what happened. So, so move on. Go get Daniel Jones for $50 bucks. Go get it. Go get that dude who you think is going to be better than Dak Prescott. Well, I'm going to let you know. Get him, though. But, exactly. You can't That's just get him. So stop undercutting yeah. your quarterback. And stop undercutting guys that you're going to have to depend on. And, and by the way, when you talk about McCarthy, if you don't fire him, that's then recently, freaking though. back but that's No, recently. but no, Stephen A., hold on, hold on. we got to go to break. Stephen A., we have to go to break. You're not going to tell me it wasn't messed up what he said about with the McCarthy Belichick thing there. Like, why do that? Yeah. It doesn't make – he's like, playing he's, – he's wearing he's two hats. And here's the other deal. Where's his accountability? I didn't go get the middle of the defense stronger. I didn't get you any linebackers. I got you a weak freaking running game and didn't – you're the GM, bro. So start pointing the finger this way. The problem is he don't want to fire himself. Mm-hmm. Fire your freaking self. If you got all – if you screwed up the quarterback and the head coach the, and the general manager is making the decisions, fire yourself. No, that's fair. I don't disagree with that. Because that. that's – I, I don't disagree. Because obviously that, yeah. those are the two biggest components, and you've messed all I don't disagree with that, go. but if I got a quarterback telling me that he deserves max dollars okay, and he's getting go. $95 million, dollars, go. you got to show up better and why, than that, And why praise Belichick? You're not going to hire him, and you're keeping That's my McCarthy. Point. Yeah, yeah. You're it's just like, stirring the pot. You're stirring the pot. It makes no sense. 